corners of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Anthony's going to start us off in Los Angeles. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. How are you doing, Mr. Ramsey? Great, man. What's up? Um, so my fiance and I recently got engaged last August, and uh, we've been fighting about the cost of it. I told her that I wanted to pay off my debt first before we went and tried to pay off a big wedding. And I just paid off my debt this month, and uh, with the wedding that she wants, I can't afford it with it only being six months away. And I've been telling her that I don't well, feel What is the price tag? 16000 the price tag is twenty thousand, but she we she paid six uh, four thousand, so there's sixteen left. What do you make? Uh, about thirty forty a year. Okay. What does she make? Uh, about the same, sir. We're both in the military. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your question. Uh, and that's basically. So I was telling her that I don't feel comfortable going back in debt. Um, but she basically, I asked her to move it back. She said, um, if the wedding doesn't happen when it's scheduled, just like that, there's kind of no reason for us to continue. And I don't know if this is something I should hold my ground on or as a man, if I should make this happen for her. Well, the surface problem is that she's choosing a wedding over you. <laughs> which right. Is like, which you're kind of involved in the wedding. So little, this is kind of oxymoronic. It's a little crazy. <laughs> But then the, there's deeper stuff. I mean, I would think, though, Anthony, there's other stuff going on, right? I mean, is it that, that, that I mean, do you have a pattern of not doing what you say and she feels like that this is part of it? I mean, like, is there is there other stuff or is it really that simple that she's like, if I can't have this wedding at this date with $20,000, I'm done. Like, is it re- uh, was it really that cut and dry or have you guys been... Uh, We've been fighting uh, since we got engaged. Fighting about what? Was, about what? Specifically. About, for me, it's the cost of it. She says that um, I'm being greedy and this is something that people, you know, pay for. And I've just been telling her, I just don't feel comfortable going in debt. There's other ways around it. I've said, if we can push it back, which we've already pushed it back. It was originally supposed to be uh, happening next month, but due to our finances from coming back overseas, Jeez, we pushed it. it. That's so frustrating. I'm like, go get a man, go get, go, go get married. You guys have been engaged for a year. Go get a yeah. marriage certificate. You guys go to the courthouse, go get married. No, and then don't. in six months, well, yeah, I guess that's probably true. <laughs> I guess this would have been like, this is what I would want for you though. If it was in a healthy state, that's fair. That's fair. It's to go do I that. Mean, and then you can go do a reception another time. But yeah. there's, but there are, there are okay. too many red flags here. Let, let's establish a couple things. All right. A $16,000 wedding is not too much. You're wrong. That is a reasonably priced wedding. And Yes, sir. But you are right to say I'm not willing to borrow money to do it, and I don't make a lot of money. It's going to take me a while to scratch that together. So in, in the sense that she's right, she probably feels like you don't value her, you don't value the ceremony, and you're not, you know, you don't 
so or, she, he's, or he's being cheap. Yeah, you're being cheap when it comes to her, and that's probably hurting her feelings. And that's probably where the fights are coming from. How old are you two? I'm 23, sir. And she is? 24, sir. Okay. All right. So um, the amount is not out of line. The process and everything around the thing is out of line. When you hear, uh, if I don't get my wedding my way, uh, I'm out of here. Well, guess what? You're going to hear that the rest of your life. If I don't get this car, I'm out of here. If I don't get this couch, I'm out of here. If I don't, if you don't budget for my nails and my hair, I'm out of here. So, you know, you're not an ATM machine. You're a husband potentially. Okay. And it's not a matter of as a man, it's a matter of, we need to be as two grownups in, uh, in, uh, agreement in alignment of how we're going to live our lives. And if we can't establish that I'm not going to borrow money. And so if you, if you demand that we do things that require that we borrow money, then we don't need to get married because that's going to be in, inconsistent and we're always going to be fighting and it's not good. It's going to lead to another divorce or a divorce in the future. So we don't need to do that. But if we can be in agreement that the amount is reasonable, but the process, the ultimatum, I'm out of here if I don't get what I want, spoiled little brat routine, um, or the process of I demand you borrow money to make me happy, um, and again, that's against your values, then, yeah, this is over. She needs to just yes, check out. So uh, so if I were in your shoes, obviously you guys are in love or you think you are. Um, I, I would try to sit down with a pastor, a chaplain. You're in the military. Get a chaplain to sit down with you. Uh, a good Christian chaplain um, is the only way I know to get at it. Um, uh, so, uh, Or go see a pastor at a local church and sit down and try to get some coaching and some counseling, some relational input on how you guys deal with this. It sounds like you're talking at each other instead of with each other. Yes, sir. Like she's not hearing how important this is to you, and you're not hearing how important this is to her. And so it comes down to you have to borrow money to make me happy. That's probably not what she really means. I hope she's not that immature and shallow she's probably just saying dude this has been going on forever <laughs> you know it's been going on forever and i don't i don't see how we're ever going to get there and i can't you know if we don't borrow money i don't know how we're going to have sixteen thousand dollars i don't know how we're going to have a decent wedding but a sixteen thousand dollar wedding with both of you working and household income would be the equivalent of about seventy thousand is not unreasonable yeah it's not if you had the cash and we can put the cash together. Um, by the way, during this year while you were getting out of debt, she put a whole $4,000 towards this. Where's her? If she makes the same amount of money, uh, it's not your obligation to man up. I mean, you're over here cleaning up something else. Yeah. So, And I don't necessarily believe you have to be out of debt to be married either, by the way. That's another thing I would throw at you. So we do want you to live out of debt and debt-free because we believe that's the best way you're going to have a great life. But it's not, yeah, you're not required to be debt-free to start a fan, have a baby or get married, like these big no, life things. But you but do need to be in agreement. And Anthony, right now, the big the big red flags are you're not in agreement. And if this does come down to the ultimatum of you either borrow money or I'm out of here, then, you know, uh, going to miss her. Going to miss you. That's what it comes down to. She's walking away. Yeah. 
The old country song. <laughs> Alan Jackson? Zach Brown Band? No, Brad Paisley. No. Oh, no, Brad Paisley is a fishing song. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to oh, miss, miss her, her too. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, Anthony. Yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. halfway through august can you believe it next week every store will probably have christmas out (laughs) if fall means uh that you're planning to go broke until tax season uh make this year the one you say enough is enough you know let's stop say i've had it i make too much money to be this broke the ramsey ten dollar sale is back for a very limited time to help you take control of your money now's your chance to get up to 83 percent off our number one best-selling books and tools like the Total Money Makeover, like Love Your Life, Not Theirs, like Know Yourself, Know Your Money by Rachel Cruz. Those are both number one bestsellers. Our team isn't stopping. Get help solving your money worries, and it should not be overwhelming. That's why we're also offering a free financial coaching call with any purchase. Talk with a Ramsey Preferred Coach about your specific money questions and plans, and they'll help you make goals and stick to them. So you can go from I've had it to I've got this. Ten bucks. Doesn't get much most places, but right now at RamseySolutions.com gets you a lot. The $10 sale. RamseySolutions.com. Check out all the best-selling books that are available for you. Up next is going to be Evan in San Antonio, Texas. Hi, Evan. How are you? Hello, Mr. Ramsey. How are you? Better than I deserve. How can we help? Well... My husband and I were coming up on five years on Friday. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're still new at this. However, we um, we have been on this journey to getting debt-free, but we're stuck on baby step number two because we've had so many transitions. So I wanted to know, would it be okay for me to take my... Uh, retirement money that I have to put towards our debt since we're transitioning again. And that way we would be out of the debt, but we would be able to uh, potentially use the rest of our money towards retirement. Well, if you do that, Evan, no, well, let me say this. No, we would not recommend doing that because if you did that, the amount of penalties, the amount of fees that are associated with retirement accounts uh, before the age, you it's it, it's not worth it. It's not smart. Not smart. Do you guys have any other investments that are not tied to retirement? Any other just mutual funds or do you have CDs or anything in any other account? No, ma'am, we don't. We have, um, we, so one of our transitions is that we recently moved from another state. So uh, we, we had this move because of a job offer that my husband had, and he accepted it. 
So um, it was a pay increase for him. So However, what's, what's your household had, income? So for household income, right now we're at about 70000 And how much debt do you have working. in Baby Step 2? So in Baby Step 2, we have right around seventeen. And how much money are you putting in your 401 case? Um, it's coming out now of his pay because I'm no longer working. Yeah. How much money is going into his 401k? What percentage? I'm not exactly sure. Of okay. And how much, how many times a week do y'all go out to eat? Um, I cook. <laughs> no, no. How many, how many nights a week do you go out to eat? Um, not, not very often. He, how many nights does, a week do you go out to up. eat? Um, I'm not going, we, we don't, I cook every so night. You never go out to eat. Not every night. He grabs something like on the way to work. So he works at I would night. Say, yeah. He works he at works, night. Um, mm-hmm. and then I have the kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I was, mm-hmm. I was teaching, but, um, mm-hmm. I had a baby. Yeah. Good. So I have a newborn, so I'm not. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. And um, when was the last vacation you guys had? Oh, my goodness. We haven't had a a vacation. As a matter of fact, he's working on our anniversary is Friday, and he's working. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he he And what are the transitions um, you're referring to? Having a baby and moving? uh, No. We had... um, in 2020, I had um, a baby, a baby boy, and then he had to resign his position at his job. So he wasn't working for a time. He was doing like um, like lift and things like that. But because I was a teacher, I was able to still work during that time. Um, so we were down to one income in 2020 because he wasn't able to work. And then I had the baby. Okay. Let me tell you what I, what so, I hear happening. And you tell me if I'm wrong, okay? okay? A lot of life is coming at you. Job changes, babies, COVID, working, not working. Um, a lot of things are happening, and you've not been paying attention to the details of the money while all these different things were happening because you were your mind was so full of those other things because your answers are incomplete when I ask you very direct questions. Yeah. And so um, I think you kind of feel like a hamster in a wheel, don't you? Yes. Yeah. And you're thinking that the magic bullet is to take, take the money out of retirement. Instead, the magic bullet is to get to the bottom of all of this, and the two of you sit down with the kids in asleep and sit down and do a detailed budget and lay out some dreams on paper, like knocking out this 17000 What have we got to do to do that? And we're going to tighten up the food budget, and we're going to pick up work here and there and do what we can. And we're going to look around here for what we can sell, and we now have a new goal in addition to cleaning diapers and feeding screaming toddlers. We now have a new goal, and that is to knock this 17000 in the head. But the trick is what will happen while you do that is the two of you will learn to work together and work a budget and work a system and happen to the money while life is happening instead of the money kind of gets parked on the side while life is happening and you've got to get up in its face and make it behave right that that that's the answer to your equation 
And that's a lot more valuable than $17,000, and that's a lot more valuable than your retirement account being cleaned out. No, please don't clean out your retirement because this, this debt is a symptom of you guys not having focused concentration, detailed diligence on this subject because of all that's been coming at you. But hey, you got two littles, two tiny littles. I've had a lot. And they're like Evan. a full-time, that's a big deal. I mean, they're overwhelming. They, are, they need a lot. They need a lot. They don't do much for themselves at this age. <laughs> And so, you know, it's, and, Evan, and I and I really do see the next 12 months of your lives uh, getting better, being more simple, right? Like what you just laid out for the last two years, it has been a lot and gaining traction in the middle of all of that uh, would be really difficult. And so I wouldn't like don't feel shame or embarrassment because of that. But also to Dave's point earlier, now that things are settled, you guys actually work on on your habits and like what you guys are doing, where your money's going, being so so intentional with a plan, list it out, know exactly what you're doing, have a timeline, have a game plan, and you guys together do that, which from we're a tactical put, we're standpoint- We're $1,500 a month on this debt. We're going to be done in a year. Yeah. And we're going to live on beans and rice, rice and beans. We're not going out to eat. We're pausing retirement. Tell them to pause retirement. Gonna, yeah. For now. Oh, by the way, you're still putting money into retirement. That's not what we tell you to do. We tell you to stop. I forgot about that. I pulled that out of her and then I left it laying there. It's okay. I'll host the show. Don't okay. You can, you, can, you can catch my slime. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's exactly right. You need to stop your 401k. During, when you're in baby steps one, two, and three, you do not do investing because you need total focus. And you've not had total focus. It's all, it's all spread all over the place. That's what we're hearing talking to you. So yeah, stop your 401k, detailed type budget, beans and rice, rice and beans, no vacations, no eating out. We are going to completely focus on this debt. 1500 a month and you are debt-free in one year from today. That's all you got to do. You can do it. This is The Ramsey Show. Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jack is with us in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hi, Jack. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm 26. My wife's 27. Uh, In January of this year, we recently became debt-free, including our temporary house. Uh, It's a mobile home we're living in. We're uh, planning to build a home. We have a five-year plan, hoping to save $5,000 a month uh, so that we can build a $300,000 home. Um, now that we're debt-free, we're kind of getting into the investing portion. Um, I'm investing 100 to $300 a week through a cash management uh, account with Fidelity, along with maxing out my Roth through my employer. Uh, what my what portion of was, this is for the house? So the investing is is not for 
the house. Neither uh, neither one I, of those. No, sir. No, sir. Um, so the the house we're putting in a savings account, five thousand a month at minimum. Uh, I'm in sales, so sometimes we contribute more than that. Um, but additionally, I'm maxing out my Roth uh, with my employer, and then contributing one to three hundred dollars a week uh, to the S and P five hundred. Uh, but I heard you talking about doing a Roth IRA uh, and didn't know if I was better off doing that. Yes. Uh, I am much, much better, better off. off. Doing yeah. That. At this, so sta- at this stage of your wealth building, I would be putting 15% of your income into retirement accounts and in in things that have match first, things that are Roth second, and traditional third until you get to 15%. Okay. What's your household income a year? Uh, I'm about 260 good for you okay all right so we're trying to and get to about fifty thousand bucks a year going into retirement correct and uh and so you, you does your wife work outside the home uh she did she was a nurse practitioner but we recently had twins so she's now a stay-at-home mother okay oh. cool congratulations yeah that's wonderful yeah so um so gonna be tough to get to fifty thousand i mean I you max out your 401k that's going to be 20 and you max out your uh, two Roths, that's going to be another 16. You're not gonna, still not going to be there. Uh, it's only going to be 36. So She's you're not gonna, working anymore, though. I know. You can do a spousal Roth anyway. Um, but uh, both of you do individual Roths in good growth stock mutual funds. You max out your 401k uh, in Roth. That's what I would do. And you know what? At your stage of the game, how old are you guys? I'm 26. She's 27. That doesn't get you to 15%, but that's all you can do without doing after-tax stuff in a cash management type account. Instead, what I would do is build the house sooner. I'd throw everything above the fully funded 401 and the fully funded two Roths. Everything above that I'd throw in the house account. Let's get this house built in three years instead of five. So do I, do I, am I good saving the the money, or do I need to invest the house fund and then pull no, it No, I wouldn't fool with it. You're fine saving it. Just save it. Yeah, okay. on the house fund. But the other stuff needs to be in mutual funds and in Roths. 401Ks and two Roth individuals. Do that with a good SmartVestor Pro. I mean, you're, you're putting 36000 bucks away that way if I'm doing that right in my head. No, it's, it's not 32000 But anyway uh for the next three years that's pretty substantial you make a lot of money then you're gonna have a paid for house very soon three to four years something like that and um then uh then you can worry about you'll be a baby step seven you can worry about other investing at that point but uh you're doing great jack great job well done incredible patrick is in denver hey patrick what's up hey dave hey rachel how are you great how can we help Good. Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling about taking an expensive vacation this time next year to the beach and want to know if I'm, if I'm too crazy for doing so. A um, little background is me, my wife, and two kids, both under two. We go to the beach for about two weeks. Half the time we spent with my side of the family, half with her side of the family. Uh, the total number of people at any one time would probably be about nine. Uh, these things are hard to plan. So essentially we're going to pay for the house, uh, and invite everyone. Um, people have said that they would contribute, but not, you know, no discussion with regard to how much. Um, and so the budget that we're thinking is it'd be about 20 K for the house for two weeks. Um, and then I'm assuming about three or 5,000 in extra spending, uh, you know, for food, travel, flights, all that sort of stuff. What's your household income? 
So my wife and I, from a salary perspective, we're about 300 a year. Uh, I'm heavily bonused. Um, so all in, we're about 500 to 550 a year. And obviously you're paying cash for this. Are you debt free? Yep. Uh, everything but the house. Yeah. Uh, so I would do it. About... I would do it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. within, that's within your ratios. I mean, it's not crazy. If you told me you made $50,000 a year, I'd tell you don't do it. Or if I, if you told me you were in <laughs> debt, you had three car payments, I'd tell you don't do it. But, um, sure. okay. I mean, you make a half million dollars a year, you're dropping 20 grand. Yeah. Well, just, our, my, me and my wife are just more conservative. Um, yeah. But I mean, so. if you made a hundred grand and you dropped four grand, it'd be the same thing. Got it. Ratio. Right. What? Ratio. It's the exact same ratio, right? Yeah, the sticker price is probably getting to you guys, but yeah. but the but the thing to look at really is the percentages of what you guys can afford. So when you see the sticker price okay. and you're like twenty grand for a house, oh my gosh, like it feels feels like a lot because it's a lot, but yeah. you guys make a lot. And um, yeah, so generally, yeah. As far as anybody else contributing and all that kind of stuff, I I would have zero expectation there. Uh, the secret to happiness is low expectations. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because if your wife is sitting around waiting on somebody to chip in, then she's going to be pissed at them if they don't. Don't do this, okay? Just don't worry about it. You don't have to. If you, you you don't need the money. Whatever they don't chip in is good. Whatever they do chip in is good. Whatever. It's all good. Awesome. All right. Sounds Congratulations. Enjoy what the, in the world do you do for a living? Uh, I'm in private equity. Uh, ah, okay. So. Okay. And what what were you asking, Rachel? I just said, enjoy the beach. Oh, which sounds, beach? Sounds great. <laughs> uh, we will. I'll wear my sunscreen, too. What, what beach are you going to? Uh, it'd be in Florida, um, okay. near uh, Pensacola. Yeah. Okay. Dave and I might show up, Patrick. We may contribute. We may not. <laughs> we'll see. Sounds good. Come on down. <laughs> Low expectations of us. I'm not going to say a thing. <laughs> Oh, good luck with all that, Patrick. It's going to work out. Well done, sir. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So ratios are a good way to help you know if the amount is giving you sticker shock or if you're being irresponsible. And uh, here's an example. A friend of mine made uh, $20 million last year. That's what he makes most years, somewhere in that range. He's very, 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 very successful. Makes a lot of money. He bought a um, a two hundred thousand dollar car. That's mind blowing, right? That's a lot. But if you just take some zeros off, let's do it, okay? So instead of twenty million, you made two million. Instead of two hundred thousand, you bought a twenty thousand dollar car. Or ten hundred thousand. Hmm? No, if you made if you went from hundred two hundred thousand a year. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, uh, from yes. uh, you went to a two hundred thousand yes, yes, dollar car yes. to a twenty thousand yes, dollar car. Correct. Knock correct. a zero off. Correct. Okay, and you knock a zero off the twenty million. And I so, if it. you make two million, is it okay to buy a twenty thousand dollar car? Yeah. If you make two hundred thousand, is it okay to buy a two thousand dollar car? It's the exact same ratios. And if you make twenty thousand, is it okay to spend two dollars? Yeah. So here's the here's the <laughs> kicker, though. So you look at the ratios, which is really really important, but also gets to the point of like when is the line of like we just don't need it though. Yeah. But the point is, it's not a relative amount of money. Yes. It's um you know when someone when he's making a half a million dollars. Yes. 
spending twenty thousand, and again, back your ratios down. What's that like for somebody making fifty thousand? That's about like spending two hundred bucks. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. So, is that irresponsible? No. Can it shock your mind because it feels like a lot because you've never done it before? Sure. But none of you should stand to the side and go, no one should ever. That's just you being a judgmental jerk. That's all that is. This is The Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Proverbs eleven thirteen. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Eleanor Roosevelt said, "Great minds discuss ideas; average minds discuss events; and small minds discuss people." Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you are here. Mike is with us. Mike is in Oklahoma City. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Well, I have been a Dave Ramsey follower for years, and I've done through, I'm a baby, all the way through baby seven, and would like to be able to start giving back. Um, And I have a heart for trying to help new businesses get started. And I didn't know if you can give me some guidance on what's the best way to set up an organization, whether it's nonprofit, that type of thing to uh, put money into that I can get to give away. Hmm. Generous how, how much, are, how much are you talking about? The money to put into you mean, I'm, yes. I'm talking maybe where I can give, Oh, like start helping companies, you know, get maybe 15 to 25,000 to help them get started. That type of thing. And I'm looking to put in maybe 250,000 to get started. That type of thing. Okay. All right. I think that's probably worthy of going to the legal trouble to form a foundation. Okay, form a found. Okay, sit down with an attorney and have a, and talk about how we put together a foundation. And um, we did that several years ago. The Ramsey Family Foundation. It's not for small businesses. It's for ministries that we give to and support and people and so forth. Um, but uh, the same concept. And you would uh, apply for and receive a. Uh, You'd want to be a 501c3, a nonprofit, uh, and and, um, it's an IRS process to get that approved. Uh, It takes a little while, six weeks used to. I don't know with them not working much now how that's going to be. But um, the uh, – and then you've just got to put together some – you don't have to do this legally, but from a practical standpoint, you just need to think about how you're going to – distribute the money in the most efficient way that causes the most lift right okay and right you know, are you plugging in this certain kind of programs are you going to have requirements or guidance guidance guidelines for what type of small businesses or they have to be healthy in this way and that way and this way before you do it or um or, or is this just straight up startups or it's basically I was, I was looking at startups or ones that have just gotten started I, i've done one already and i just did it out of my pocket and they now expanded to have it's a restaurant now have two stores 
And so I, my, I thought, and I'm just, you know, I've, and I've been in church and you run across and you hear different things. And I'm thinking, God, I would like to be able to help out and start this or help them do that. Mm-hmm. And I just, but I've just not been in a position to, to start until now. So, yeah. I mean, you can continue to do it out of your pocket, but if you right. run it through the 501, then um, it's a little more paperwork, a little more structure, but you get a, you get the tax deduction that way. And, okay. uh, and, you know, it's formed for the purpose of this and, um, you know, you know, you'll need to get legal and tax advice on how to put all that together, but it's, it's not, it's not horrendous. It's doable, but it's not worth it. If you're going to give away $10,000 one time, it's not worth the trouble. Uh, and, uh, but in this case, I, you know, 250,000 bucks and sounds like you've done very well. Congratulations. Yeah. And so if you're giving out of that to mm-hmm. get the tax benefit, Mm-hmm. Do you have to give to other 501c3s? No. 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 You know, once your foundation is formed for that purpose, mm-hmm. then you're just supporting the, small businesses. You know, and yeah. the, the fir- that's what the whole purpose of the nonprofit is. And um, But you've got to establish it that way, and it has to all be approved, mm-hmm. of course. Um, then the money that goes into the foundation is tax deductible, not the money that comes out. So um, it's as you put the money in, yeah. you take the tax deduction. So when we fund... Right, the Ramsey, the, the Ramsey yeah. Family Foundation. That's a deductible process. And I think Mike too, just on a kind of a different point. But I'm like, I would have maybe three or four questions that you just ask yourself to kind of run through. And if there's a no on one of those questions, that it could be a red flag. Just to give you some a little bit of parameters too, as you're discussing this. Because also, if this kind of gets out in the world, you, you may get some people knocking on your door, being like, "Hey, we." we heard you did this over here and we want to start this thing. You know what I mean? So like having a little bit of guidance just for yourself for sanity purposes, I think is important too. Yeah. So we've definitely got, had, had to put that in place and have put that in place in hours so that, um, because we, you know, we're very restrictive on what we do give to, um, very careful. Uh, and yeah, lots of guidelines on it actually. Roger is with us. Roger's in Nashville. Hi, Roger. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Thank you, Dave and Rachel. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. What's up? Well, I'm recently, I'm 65 years old. My wife will be 60 in December. I'm recently retired and um, I'm at that dilemma of, do you take social security? And I have a 403B uh, account that has taken quite a hit over the past year or so and trying to make a decision if I'm supposed to tap into that or just get another job to get me to 66 and a half at the full the fruition of my Social Security. have no idea what to do. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have to. How much is in the 403B? Uh, it's about 175000 Okay. Well, you, you wouldn't have to take out much to, uh, to survive between now and then. But if you want to go ahead and start Social Security, it's okay. Um, but you don't have anything to live on, basically, is what you're saying. I don't, and that's my dilemma. Should I go get another job just to get me to 66 and a half, or should I go ahead and just start taking the Social Security now? Or should you draw down enough on the 175? Because you're not going to draw the whole thing out. No, no, no. What's, what's it take you to live a year? Um, well, my income has been about 65000 for me, and my wife is about 38000 But So I'm at zero, so we have her... 38 and so that leaves me should i get another job or tap into both social security and the new and the uh, the retirement account yeah well it, it, if this is all the nest egg that you have it won't hurt to not touch it and uh, uh uh you know to 
work a little bit more and, and get yourself through to where you can get the money coming in to live on. That's going to be good. It's not $1.7 million. It's 175000 Yeah. So, yeah, I'm probably going to work in that situation. Um, seems like it's a wise thing to do. And then get yourself in a position that that um, you get everything organized, get the house paid off. If it's not, we're 100% debt-free, we're going in, then we can make it on Social Security at that point and, uh, and or a little bit of draw off of the, the nest egg. That 175 will double about every seven years that you don't touch it if it's in good growth stock mutual funds averaging what the stock market is averaged. Including all these. I think that's what's so hard, too, is people just like in his position that are so close to retirement and it's like the hit over the last two years. It's like, Oh man, it feels, it feels defeating. Well, it's not as bad as the news reports. I mean, he probably had 200 in there and now he's got 175 or something. It's not like it went in half. It it did not go in half, but it, it, but it's fear. But to to his point, it's the worst time to take it out. Right. right. You don't want to take it out at the bottom right? or any of it, even enough to live on. So, Mm And uh, and since it's not a huge nest egg, then yeah, I'm probably going to work and leave the nest egg preserved, and not mess with Social Security right now, and go ahead and max it out. Um, the Social Security formula is pretty simple. It's very easy to do if you know when you're going to die, <laughs> 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 because it dies with you, and so the longer you wait to take it, the more you get, but. The little shorter you live, the less that works. So, um, I mean, if you wait till 66 and a half, you get the maximum amount. But then if you only live to 70, that doesn't work out. Uh, and so if you, you know, if, if you kind of uh, have longevity in your family and so forth, you want to wait to take it unless you have health problems that indicate you're not going to enjoy the same benefit. Yeah. So that's what you're facing. Rachel, good show today. Yes, thanks for having me on. Well done, James, Andrew, Zach, Ben, and Austin in the booth. The dudes in the booth. That's what we're going to start calling them, the booth dudes. Oh, wow. That puts uh, this hour in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like Borrowed Future. Not so fun fact, America has a $1.6 trillion student loan crisis, and it's out of control. I'm George Camel, host of the Borrowed Future podcast, where we uncover the underbelly of the student loan industry and show you what you can do about it. It'll inspire you to see that it is possible to avoid student loans and graduate college debt-free. Listen to Borrowed Future wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.